Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from the third Sunday of Lent. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. Leading the flock across the desert, he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, an angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in fire, flaming out of a bush. As he looked on, he was surprised to see that the bush, though on fire, was not consumed. So Moses decided, I must go over to look at this remarkable sight and see why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw him coming over to look at it more closely, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. He answered, Here I am. God said, Come no nearer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your fathers, he continued, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. But the Lord said, I have witnessed the affliction of my people in Egypt and have heard their cry of complaint against their slave drivers, so I know well what they are suffering. Therefore, I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and lead them out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Moses said to God, But when I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, if they ask me, What is his name? What am I to tell them? God replied, I am who am. Then he added, This is what you shall tell the Israelites. I am sent me to you. God spoke further to Moses. Thus shall you say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. Thus am I to be remembered through all generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and merciful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord is kind and merciful. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with kindness and compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord secures justice and the rights of all the oppressed. He has made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the children of Israel. The Lord is kind and merciful. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in kindness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. The Lord is kind and merciful. A reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. I do not want you to be aware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all of them were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from a spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, for they were struck down in the desert. These things happened as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil things as they did. Do not grumble, as some of them did, and suffer death by the destroyer. These things happened to them as an example, and they have been written down as a warning to us, upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, whoever thinks he is standing secure should take care not to fall. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. Jesus said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There was once a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard, and when he came in search of fruit on it, but found none, he said to the gardener, For three years now I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree, but have found none. So cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have to warn you up front, if this reflection was subject to an MPAA rating, a movie rating, it would be uh, rated PG-13 due to language. I found out recently that at least one four-year-old listens to my podcast regularly, which is awesome, of course, but I don't want to cause any parent to be uneasy trying to explain a, um, a, a new word to their little one. One of my more recent stops during my desert period is with friends whose home is uh, in, in the middle of a bunch of trees. These trees attract various forms of wildlife, including lots of squirrels and, as the Bible would say, winged creatures of the air. Among these wondrous marvels of God's creation are bluebirds, who apparently are really into cars, but not just any car, specifically a certain 2015 Toyota Camry SE owned by yours truly. They like this model so much, in fact, that they show their appreciation for it by making various uh, deposits on the chassis and windows of the vehicle each and every morning. And to be frank, I'm tired of their... I'm tired of their dumb. Like I said, there will be a couple of four-letter words today. I apologize for those of you with sensitive ears, but I don't know what I've done to deserve the attention of these birds, as they seem perfectly content to leave any other cars in the area well enough alone. Moses had to deal with his own four-letter word in today's gospel, and to be honest, mine is a piece of cake compared to his. You see, Moses is, is just trying to stay low, or start trying to lay low. He's a, he's a relative newlywed. Uh, um, he's, he's trying to stay in the good graces of his, of his father-in-law by watching his flocks. Moses is, to be blunt, uh, a fugitive. In a fit of rage in defense of his own people, he, he murdered an Egyptian overlord. He thinks it's a good idea, and I think he's right, to, to get out of Egypt to avoid Pharaoh's wrath. And Pharaoh is not happy with him. So, while in this other land, in the land of Midian, while minding his own business, he comes upon a burning bush. Now, that in itself would be all that remarkable. Hot days, uh, not enough moisture, you know, it, 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 you know, vegetation burns. I think uh, people in um, California might be somewhat familiar with this. So, so he comes upon this burning bush, but the thing that's weird in this case is that this bush, while it's burning quite, quite, um, quite well, Fails to, fails to be consumed. So 
So Moses understands that, you know, there's something different about this bush. It's no ordinary bush. When he comes closer to the bush, Moses hears the voice, or might we say word, of God coming from the bush. Some of the ancient writers, in fact, speculate that this was this um, this burning bush was a manifestation of the Trinity. The angel of the Lord, who speaks God's word, was actually God's word is actually the Son of God, God the Word of God, sent by the Father, uh, speaking the, the the speaking for the Father, and yet and yet um, also visible or visible coming out of fire, which is the Holy Spirit. It's kind of a kind of a neat image, a cool thought, but. The voice claims to speak for the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, claiming that he has heard the cries of the uh, enslaved children of Abraham and wants to uh, free them from their slavery. Moses, being a bit of a skeptic, wisely asks for ID. If this voice is truly the God of Abraham, then what is his name? We're told in uh, Genesis chapter 13 that Abram called the Lord by his name. So, So, you know, he should... This God should be able to identify himself by name. And so God doesn't have his driver's license handy, but he reveals the name that only the God of Abraham would know. I am who am, or in the Hebrew, Yahweh, uh, spelled Y-H-W-H. There are no vowels, apparently, in in Hebrew. Y-H-W-H, sorry, another four-letter word. So cover your ears if you must. Um, which, as I said, is translated, I am who am, or simply, I am. The God of the Israelites revealed himself in a mysterious way by declaring that he is existence. He is being. He is the source of all life. He's unlike the pagan gods who claim power over just a single aspect of human existence, maybe fertility or destruction or war or the sea or fire. Israel's God, though, embraces all of reality, everything that is. And so despite his desire to remain hidden, Moses will do as I am asks him to do. And Yahweh chooses Moses, even though Moses is uh, covered in in dung. He's a murderer, remember, a fugitive, and he's not much of a public speaker either. And And yet he's sent to advocate for his enslaved relatives with the Pharaoh, who is possibly the most powerful man in the world. But neither Moses' inadequacies nor those of the Hebrew people can extinguish the burning love that God has for his people. As the psalmist sings in today's psalm, the Lord is kind and merciful, forgiving our sins, redeeming us from our oppressors, desiring our happiness. But he does ask one thing of us, to call on his name and to fear him, acknowledging his goodness and power and an authentic worship, being willing to deal with our uh, deal with our dumb. So, Sometimes, as in the case of my blue-feathered friends, dung finds us. It's the mark of a fallen world. In the book of Tobit, for example, the title character, Tobit, goes blind when a bird uh, uh, um, uses his eyes as target practice, literally flies overhead, plop, plop, right into his eyes. Gross. We're called to praise God, though, even in our afflictions, with a heart trusting in God's love. With a heart trusting in God's love, we at times can even see or glimpse how God uses even our, our, our challenges to make us more like his son. But not every bird dropping lends itself easily to spiritual justification, at least not, not easily seen. Like the name of God, his, his, like the name of God, his ways are too mysterious to understand. 
by tr but trusting in God's mercy and providence, even in our trials, just in, it doesn't justify us mocking him for his tender heart. Just because we know he loves us, we can't just take advantage of that and do what we want because we are all quite prolific dung producers ourselves. The shortage of uh, bathroom tissue in the early days of the pandemic reminded us of that. In today's gospel, Jesus is clear that, that not one of us can justify our own imperfections by pointing to the other guy who we think is worse than us. The cultural belief of the day was that if, if something bad happened to you, you must have deserved it, like karma or divine retribution. Jesus sensed that those sharing with him the news of the day about the Galileans killed by Pilate at the temple or those killed by the tower collapse at Siloam thought that the victims must have had it coming. Jesus makes them wriggle in their tunics, so to speak, when he tells them their dung smell, smells just as bad as those Galileans. So they had better stop pointing fingers at others and deal with their own, deal with their own dumb. Well, you, you get the idea. St. Paul is, is uh, dealing with a similar dynamic in the church in Corinth. He's worried that uh, the early Christians have become puffed up with a sort of spiritual pride because they have declared their faith in Jesus and they are graced with the gifts of the sacraments. Paul reminds them, though, that their ancestors, the Egyptian Israelites, were also loved by God and blessed by him. Their passing through the Red Sea, the waters of the Red Sea, was their baptism, pass, passing from slavery to freedom. The cloud that followed them and protected them was the Holy Spirit. Manna and water from the rock. What is that? Bread and water. You, yeah, uh, heavenly food. You got it, the Eucharist. Moses warned them, as did the prophets, to deal with their dung. Because they didn't, their experience of the promised land, in this life at least, was only a taste of what it could have been. But be encouraged. Our God is an awesome God. Jesus follows his stern warning with a parable about a fig tree that doesn't produce good fruit, or doesn't produce any fruit, as a matter of fact. The owner is, is fully justified in wanting to cut it down, but the gardener intercedes for the fig tree, promising to cultivate the soil and to fertilize it. So fertilize it. Did the gardener go to Home Depot and buy some miracle Grow? Guess again. Fertilizer was, of course, uh, you got it, that four-letter word again. It was, it was, it was dung. The, the gardener would use waste products, amazingly, to help the fig tr tree produce good fruit. It's no different for us. God loves us so much that, that he can even use our dung, our, our, our very own dung and, and the dung from the, the brokenness of this world to fertilize us and to make us fruitful. The analogy only goes so far, though. We're not plants. We're intelligent beings made in God's image and likeness. And so we're empowered to be like him, Yahweh, the one who, in his mysterious name, reveals himself to be all things, thanks to his creative power, and his loving gift of grace. And like him, we must become. So yeah, I'm covered in it. My own and the stuff from the bluebirds. But the fertilizer is there for me to become fruitful. So I've got to grab the hose, break out the soap and sponge, and, and get to work. Because I can't see through the windows. And my road trip to the promised land isn't anywhere near done. God bless you.